Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. Match number one, The Bunny defeats Blair Onyx, easily hitting down the rabbit hole. Brandon Cutler defeats Manscout. Manscout did his scout stuff. Uh, he was even running the ropes while reading his book about bears, which prompted Paul White to talk about how once upon a time he was called a bear, and everybody was a little confused by that. Cutler does his comedy stuff as well and ends up winning after hitting an airplane spin into a schoolboy. Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir teamed up to defeat Maki Ito and Emi Sakura. Ito and Sakura really had the crowd behind them and had some close calls on winning, but Rose was able to stop Sakura and hit her with the Beast Bomb for the win. Konosuke Takeshita defeated Ari Davari. Davari came out without any of his trust busters, and during the match, Don Callis came down to the ring, so they just kind of uh, suggested that maybe he's scouting Takeshita as he wins with a beautiful rolling German suplex, and commentary even brought up the fact that there's a connection between DDT Wrestling and Kenny Omega. So I hope this spills to maybe some sort of either uh, partnership or maybe a match between Kenny Omega and Takeshita. We see a video from Kip Sabian where he talks about his rivalry with Alex Reynolds and how they're being, how they're tied one to one. And he challenges, challenges him to round three in this, uh, rubber match. Lee Moriarty defeated Robert Anthony. Good match here from both of them with Moriarty putting on a crossface for the win. Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh defeated Joe Alonso and GPA with Lethal pinning Alonso after Satnam hit Alonso with a choke slam while he was on top of Lethal's shoulders. Uh, this being Alonso on top of Lethal's shoulders. Very impressive here. They call this an alley oop choke slam. Ethan Page stops Matt Hardy and Private Party from leaving the building and says that they have a match tonight. And then Mark Sterling comes in with Ari Davari and says that he's his new client now. And Matt Hardy owes Davari $50,000. Hardy says that he doesn't have it and that Ethan Page has the money now. When he uh, ended up giving him the money for using the twist of fate, which he has to pay a fine every time he uses that move. So Ethan Page comes to an agreement that Davari can use the twist of fate whenever he wants, which they agree on. And Hardy is obviously upset with this. The best friends and Rocky Romero defeated Davy Bang, Freedom Ramsey, and Yabo. Yabo has a clown gimmick. He does balloon tricks and he's juggling during the match. Uh, Beretta at one point tries to do juggling as well and he fails, but he does get the pin on Bang after hitting an assisted strong zero. Athena defeated Laney Luck by submission with a crossface. A bit of a different look here for Athena um, after she kind of goes into her dark heel turn here. And after the match, she keeps attacking Luck. And the main event here, sorry, not the main event, but the match before the main event, Matt Hardy and the Private Party defeated Chaos Project and Isaiah Moore. Mark Queen gets the pin on more after a 450 splash and triple team moves from his team. Davari comes out after the match with Mark Sterling and the varsity athletes and says that since Page gave him permission to use the twist of fate, he has gained the services of Tony Nice and Josh Woods and next week they will team up to challenge Matt Hardy and the private party. 
Now to the main event. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz defeated Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado of the factory. Solo and Camarado didn't have any of the other factory members with them as Kingston was wearing his new D's Nuts Christmas sweater. So make sure you get yours today. Talking to you, Fire Frank. Ortiz rolls up solo for the pin after a DDT from Kingston. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark. The Factory's QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, and Cole Carter defeated Justin Carino, Ryan Moody, and Steven Josephy. Mooney was wearing like this half mask, half headgear, eye patch looking like thing that Taz absolutely hated on him the entire match. He just kept talking about it. Carter gets the pin on Carino after a triple team cutter. The reality, Zach Clayton defeated Chris Wilde easily with a trapped brain buster. Uh, Wilde has appeared on an episode of SmackDown before. He was also one of the security guards that were trying to break up uh, Bailey and Becky on this past week's episode of Raw where they were fighting through the merch stand. Hikaru Shida defeated Layla Luciano quickly with a katana. Taz was wondering if the debuting Layla was related to Lucky Luciano. Jericho Appreciate Society's Matt Menard, Daniel Garcia, and Angela Parker defeated Tracy Williams, Jack Tomlinson, and LSG. Garcia was able to make Thompson submit to the Dragon Sleeper. I'm not sure what happened with Garcia. Um, he really had like a lot of momentum going behind him, but I feel like they just kind of dropped that cold um, once he turned on Danielson after joining with him. And then his hat gimmick was given to Jake Hager and his like Ring of Honor story was given to Sammy Guevara. And he hasn't wrestled on Dynamite since the week of Halloween. So not sure what's happening with Garcia, but hopefully he can get back on track as they head into final battle. Brian Cage defeated Tony Deppen. Deppen tried to hang in there until Cage catches him and hits a buckle bomb, followed by the drill claw for the win. And Helico defeated Hanage Shino, uh, Shino making his debut, a 20-year veteran that has appeared on Emi Sakura's Gato Move Pro Wrestling, as well as Big Japan Pro Wrestling. He even had a match against Michael Nakazawa when AEW was over in Tokyo promoting the Fight Forever video game at the Tokyo Game Show. Shino looked impressive here, but Helico was able to lock on the Navarro special for the submission win. Emi Sakura defeated Tiara James. James had a good match here. She also appeared on SmackDown uh, during a dark match against Sonya Deville this past week. So, uh, good week for her. But Sakura is able to end with a backbreaker here. I see a pretty bright future for Tiara. So, hopefully, somebody takes notice and picks her up rather quickly. In a main event here, back to the Matt Hardy-Ethan Page saga. As Matt Hardy and the private party defeated the Wingmen's Peter Avalon, Cesar Bononi, and Ryan Nemeth. Ethan Page gets on commentary for this and then gets on the mic and tells Hardy uh, and the party to kick their butts as they represent the firm. Hardy was trying to hit Avalon with a twist of fate, but Page gets back on the mic, stops him from doing so, and tells him to hit a different move. So what does Matt Hardy do? He hits the Eagle's Edge, which of course gets Page extremely upset. Uh, uh, Hardy gets the pin after this, and then with three minutes left, we cut to the back where Ethan Page is arguing with Hardy in the party. And um, Hardy says that he did Page's finisher better than him, and he calls it the Fall of Fate. Page tells Private Party to leave. Hardy asks Page what he wants out of this, and Page tells him that if Hardy continues to defy him, he'll make Private Party punish, which gets uh, Hardy upset as he doesn't think that Private Party has to pay for this. So, um, yeah, this interesting AEW Dark saga between Ethan Page and Matt Hardy continues. So stay tuned for that. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Impact Wrestling actually did not have a new episode here. It was a Thanksgiving special, but they did have a match on Before the Impact as Raj Singh and Shara defeated Yuri Uramura and Delirious. With Shara pinning Uramura with their finishing move, they call Kala Jadu, which means Black Magic in Punjabi. And then during the match itself, they had moments from the Turkey Bowl as well as other Thanksgiving theme rest- um, moments in Impact history, including this really funny one that I don't think I ever saw where Kurt Angle was holding a uh, Thanksgiving dinner and like every minute somebody new was showing up. It's actually pretty, uh, pretty fun to watch. Uh, they had some impact roster given some of their Thanksgiving messages as well. Woman of Wrestling, Commando Sahara Spars defeated the disciplinary with a roll-up after some failed distraction for Samantha Smart and Ice Cold. BK Rhythm and Glitch the Gamer defeated Candy Crush and Kata Rush with Rhythm pitting Crush after hitting a face buster. The story here is that Candy's pink boxing gloves have been missing, and Rush has since started showing up with her own golden pair of gloves, which has made Candy pretty suspicious. Uh, this causes them to not be on the same page as Crush gets distracted and loses the match here. And the main event here, this was not for the WoW Tag Team Championships in this tournament that's never going to end, but it was an eliminator match where there's three teams and the team that takes the loss gets officially eliminated and the final two teams um, fight in the finals. So this is the Tonga Twins defeating Miami Sweet Heat and Chainsaw and Holly Dead. Uh, Tonga Twins get the pin on Holly Dead after hitting a double Samoan drop and then Candy Crush runs out towards the end to attack Chainsaw and she finds out she's the one that took her gloves. So as a result, Chainsaw and Holiday are eliminated in this tournament, and I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the week after that, but the Tonga Twins and Miami Sweet Heat will fight for the vacant title, and hopefully we get new tag team champions. I think it was Chris Leone that when I showed people this um, magnificent wild tag team title bracket, that uh, he pointed out that Miami Sweet Heat has lost every single match in this tournament, and somehow they're still in the finals. So I'm not sure what's going on here. We go to NWA USA. JTG and the Pope defeated Miserably Faithful's Gags the Gimp and Judas with Pope pinning Gags after hitting Elijah Express. Natalia Markova defeated Ella Envy after hitting the Beautiful Destruction. Uh, Kenzie Page was a special referee and didn't want to make the three count until Markova forced her hand. Mae Valentine was backstage with Aaron Stevens and his new mask henchmen who are now going by Blunt Force Trauma. And uh, their names are Carnage, which is played by Marche Rocket, and Damage, played by Rodney Mack. The main event here for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kerry Morton defeated Colby Carino after hitting the Kiss It Goodbye. Homicide comes down to the ring before this match to be in Carino's corner as well. We go to NWA Power. The aforementioned Blunt Force Trauma defeated David Powers and Eddie Vero with damage pinning Vero after they hit a double face buster. Um, so yeah, it's the commentary was kind of like, you know, going around the subject, but it's pretty obvious that damage is Rodney Mack and Carnage is Marche Rocket. Allegedly. But Gags the Gimp told me this in confidence, so I'm sure it's true. Kylan Kane defeated Samantha Starr with the King's Landing. Uh, Starr's mother, Baby Doll, cut a promo before the match calling her daughter the future and how there's a big announcement, but she'll announce it soon. Mercurio and Mim spoke about appearing in the upcoming Revolution Rumble. And the main event here was the Spectaculars defeated Matt Cardona and Mike Knox by disqualification as Cardona pushed off the referee and got disqualified. Uh, if the Cardonas would have won, they would have gotten five minutes alone with Rolando Freeman. But as a result, Rolando gets an immediate match with Matt Cardona where the number one contendership for the world title shot is on the line. But Matt Cardona is able to defeat Rolando Freeman after hitting a low blow and the radio silence for the win. So it looks like we'll be getting Cardona versus Tyrus at some point. On NXT Level Up, Zion Quinn defeated Tank Ledger with a running forearm to the jaw, but Ledger looked pretty impressive in this match. Electra Lopez defeated Amari Miller. Miller had an interview backstage with, with Kelly Kincaid where she said that she needs to be more serious and she's just more than bubbles and rainbows. Lopez, though, gets the dominant win here. With her finisher, she calls the electric shock. Uh, kind of hoping she would do a move like the people's elbow and she calls it the electric slide. I don't know. We'll see. Damon Kemp defeated Dante Chen. This is Kemp's first match on Level Up since April. It looked like Chen had this match in the bag until Kemp catches him into a German suplex, followed by the choke breaker for the pen. 
on New Japan Strong, Aussie Open defeated Jacob Austin Young and Gregory Sharp. Fun, quick match here with Kyle Fletcher pinning Sharp after Aussie Open hits Coriolis. Juice Robinson defeated Jake Something. This is a real competitive 10-minute match here with Juice squeezing through. <laughs> See what I did there? And getting the win at the end. After the match, Blake Christian comes out and attacks Robinson as we'll be getting that match. In a main event here, in a non-title match, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Jay White defeated the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion Fred Rosser. Really good match here with Frosser almost Rosser almost winning with a chicken wing, but White was able to escape and hit the Blade Runner for the win. White gets on the mic after and teases challenging for the strong openweight title, but says that his hands are a bit full, so he picked his next challenger for him, which ends up being J.R. Kratos as he comes out. Uh, he says that Jay White owed Tom Lawler a favor for this, so Kratos comes out and attacks Rosser as we'll be getting that match pretty soon. On WWE main event, Alba Fire defeated Tamina. Good showing from Fire here in her main event debut, winning with a swanton dive. Uh, backstage, Dana Brooke is on the phone and tells someone that Kiana James isn't there tonight, and Kiana is scared of her before Grayson Waller interrupts Dana. Uh, she said, I don't know who you is. She said, who? And then Shelton Benjamin interrupts him and says that he knows who he is, and Waller is the one responsible for R-Truth getting her and doesn't think it's a good idea for him to show his face here. Waller says maybe if Truth wasn't so fragile, he wouldn't be on crutches and tells Dana that he would DM her. We then see Shelton backstage, who asked for a favor tonight and asked Tozawa to put on the hurting on Waller uh, for truth and Akira says that he can do that and we go into the match as Akira Tozawa defeated Grayson Waller. No more ninja guard for Tozawa as we saw on Monday Night Raw as he's back to his old Dragon Gate type gear including the bleach blonde hairstyle. Uh, Waller had the match pretty much won and was teasing Tozawa who does end up coming back with a Hurricanrana into a pin for the win. After the match Waller kept attacking Tozawa and he hit the, the Grayson Waller effect on him. The W Network editions of the week were an episode of ICW Fight Club, as well as WXW We Love Wrestling, number 36, as well as 10 more episodes of WWE Superstars from 1996. That is it for me for this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.